Come on. Julie Barkis is a workplace transformationalist helping organizations attract the right staff and support their vision. And now finally, a guest on Lifeblood Maximize. Welcome, Julie. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting to be here. Thank you. Yeah, excited to have you on. Julie, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Ooh, that's that's kind of a loaded uh, question right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been working inside of organizations for over 20 years, helping them create really their positive and productive workplaces. Um, I have a huge, huge background and a lot of personal experience with tremendous change in my life. Um, personally, I've been divorced, I've been widowed, and I really know how to help maneuver people through the trying times of change. And in our workplaces, we find that we have a lot of that going on right now and continuously, uh, always, especially the larger your workplace is, it seems the, the more change there is. And my why behind what I do, there's, there's so many different takes on that. But the one that I'll share with you is when I was in corporate America, I was feeling a little unfulfilled in my position. I was eight years in, and I was really thinking about well, what difference am I making here? You know, why am I doing what I'm doing? And at the same time, I was also going through a divorce. And I started listening to motivational speakers, people like Zig Ziglar and Les Brown and Ogbendino, and their words started to change my life. And I thought to myself, if I could do this for a living, if I could change one person's life with my words, that would be the most magical thing that I could do because I felt the magic happening inside of me where my life was being transformed simply by somebody else's perspective. And that's what I hope to give to the folks that I work with or even our listeners today is just a different perspective on what's going on. And uh, maybe that will help make a huge difference in their lives. Well, amen to all of that. And so we I will. I hope that sums it up nicely. <laughs> we will. I think that that's great. We will endeavor to do that together. So you, you've, you've had this great career of of helping organizations manage through change and helping the leadership be successful, and then the individual contributors, the yeah. employees, to 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 thrive uh, going through change, um, and then you personally going through the things that you have as well. Uh, how are you thinking about just just the world right now and, 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 and workplaces? Oh. Well, you know, I think there's always going to be things that come at us and things that throw us off of what we think is our balancing point. And I think the more that we develop our mindset, we could stay in balance, even though there, there's craziness going on around us. And when I was in corporate America, there was always right-sizing, downsizing, execution-style firing. So there was a lot going on even then. And it was always the people who could adapt the mindset that they will thrive and they will make it through. And I always think about the book In Man's Search for Meaning. Have you read that one? I have. Yeah, that, that's a powerful one. But anytime there's a trying circumstance, circumstance or situation happening, I go back to that book and I really think about it because it was about life in the Nazi death camps. And Viktor Frankl wrote the book and he observed prisoners who would commit suicide by running into barbed wire fences. And he made it his mission to really understand why are some people thriving 
right now in this camp when others are like checking out and saying, I'm not going to do this. Uh, It's not even worth my my time to, to be here. And they check out, commit suicide. And he said the ones that found gratitude in the small everyday blessings were the ones who really developed that success mindset, the ones who were able to thrive beyond present circumstances. And I think in our day and age right now, it's no different than any of those trying times that people have been through in the past. And it's different, but then again, it's the same. And there are people who are thriving right now. And then there are people and businesses that are saying, no, can't do it. And we're not going to be successful. So I think a huge part of it is really deciding what mindset are you going to maintain? What mindset are you going to master to really pull your success to a whole different level right now? Well, I I, I appreciate that very much. I am a believer that that you need to get a sense of of where you are in in the world. You need to, to, to have... Have your perspective um, that that truly is 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 what's going to determine your level of happiness. And you know, if you can take um, the experience in a Nazi death camp and still and still have a a a, a healthy perspective to, to to help you to make it through, then you know, you and I, Julie, can certainly make it through whatever we're going through. And that that, yeah. that that sounds easy, but does hard, right? Um, if, <laughs> right. If, if I'm Absolutely. the leader of an organization, you know, I'm, I'm not just walking around telling people to turn that frown upside down. There's a lot more that goes into it than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not just a matter about, uh, I, I, I use the analogy of pulling a smile on a stick out and you put that over your face. It's not just a matter <laughs> of like, oh, just put the smile on a stick on. Yeah. It's about really transforming, right? It's, it's really about transforming things deep down so that you actually can feel happiness and feel joy, you know, and feel all of your emotions in the process, acknowledge all of them, right? Because when there's change that happens, it's similar to going through the stages of grief. There's anger, there's denial, there's all these different things, and you've got to acknowledge all the different feelings you have, but then purposely decide, consciously decide which ones do you really want to hang on to and dwell on to propel you forward. And get clear on your desire, because a lot of times we feel like we're just blowing in the wind, and it's like, okay, what this person wants, this one, this one, this one wants of us. So really get in touch with yourself right now in this day and age. Get in touch with who you are and ask yourself, what is it that I truly desire? And then develop and cultivate a mindset that will propel you in that direction. So we're talking about you you are a workplace transformationalist. You're not a workplace, make things a little bit better. You're not a workplace, um, I'm going to use just, I'm just grasping for, for, for terms that are less serious than transformationalist. Um, and so we're talking about helping the individual people actually transform who they are and their whole thought process. And in so doing, then you will transform the entire workplace and probably the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the future of the company. So what does, what does, I'm sure that there's no typical, but what does a, a regular engagement for you normally look like? And that's such a powerful thing that you just said, because that's true. It's about really changing individually what we're thinking to support the team that we want to create. And that typically starts at the top down. A typical engagement for me might look like the owner of an organization coming to me and saying that 
their staff is not motivated. They're not attracting the right kind of staff. People come for interviews, they hire them, then they leave after a week. Or somebody doesn't even show up for an interview. So we really look at transforming the energy and transforming the thought process that's attracting all of these things to us. So there's a big part of that in the work that I do is, is based on attraction. But so it's somebody who's really not getting the results that they desire and they're thinking they're doing something wrong. They're thinking that maybe success is impossible for them. They're thinking that maybe uh, there's a shortage of staff and a shortage of good people out there. So we really work to change those numbers and to change um, the belief system that's dictating the results that that owner is seeing. And all that, all that definitely makes sense because we've, we, we, we've all interacted with or worked for or whatever it might be, people that have less than optimal energy and, and, and a crappy thought process. And it's tough for those people okay. to then attract. If, if, if your attitude is a C, you think that you're really going to be able to attract somebody whose attitude is an A, it's highly unlikely. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yes. And I always say that you'll never attract people who outgrow your own mindset. Mm. So you've got to stay like, 10 steps ahead of the people who you want to manage and the people that you want to attract in your life so that they think that their life is going to be enhanced by being in your energy. And that's what's going to sell them on a position with you or even if you're looking in sales or whatever it might be, it's the same thing. So people have to think that their life is going to be increased in some way because they're standing next to you. And if they feel like there's just gonna be more stress, more heartache, more judgments over them, they're going to be emotionally checked out and people emotionally check out before they physically check out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine if I'm <laughs> walking into, <laughs> walking into a job interview or, or walking into the organization for the first time and just thinking, okay, is this the place that's really going to, to, to get me the life that I want? Are these the people that are going to help me to, to, to live the life that I want and have the quality um, and that's just such a fundamental question. So I, I imagine that, that, that people who, who, who become your clients, they need to have the, I don't want to say put aside their ego, but have the, um, the self-knowledge, self-awareness to recognize that maybe there are some things within me that I need to be changing, and that's not necessarily easy. Yeah. You know, you're spot on because it is about ego and it is about like uh, when I'm doing live presentations, I take the word ego and put a big X through it because a lot of times if it's our ego and if it's our pride saying I'm the owner or I'm the head you know, manager here, whatever it might be, you let that get in the way, then, you know, what really works for your organization is not going to surface. So to me, it's really about putting ego aside and focusing on transparency and being very authentic and being genuine and really connecting as a leader with your why, why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. So you have, let, let, let's just assume that, that you and I, uh, that, that, that I, that we're connected because I feel like mm -hmm. my organization needs, needs some needs, needs to transform. 
and I recognize that that maybe I've not been bringing the right energy and my mindset's been crappy and and I need to be making changes and I fully commit to it. And I say, mm-hmm. hey, team, I have a 100-person company. Julie is, is helping me on some of my mindset and attitude and, and systems here at the company and I, she's going to be providing some some training for 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 all of us as 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 well how does uh-huh. how how do I roll it out Ooh, well it's it's so much fun <laughs> because i love to see the transformations happen and even when i come on site we see changes in workplace happen in, like in 2 hours but the hardest part is the leader sustaining it after i leave but if we were in like say a joint meeting or a virtual meeting and we were to start positioning this, what I would really be working with the leader on behind the scenes is the goal. What is the goal that you want to accomplish and what is your why? So a lot of times we'll go into these team kind of meetings and the leader will come in from a very authentic place, a very heartfelt place and say, this is my goal. And and here's the thing is that we don't want the goal to be something like, oh, we're going to all get a new cafeteria or we're getting a Keurig machine. What we want the goal to do is to be related to the pain that your team is feeling. And if there is a pain that your team is feeling, chances are it all comes from the top down. It comes from something we haven't communicated, some barriers that were put up in the past, something, and and the reason that people are feeling the pain. So what we want to do is communicate a goal that everybody's going to go, oh my goodness, she said it. She said it out loud, this change is going to happen. But we got to make sure that it's not just lip service. We got to make sure that the goal that is set is really followed by concrete action. But I find that a huge, huge, huge transformation can take place in just a couple of hours, at least in mindsets or thought processes, when we come at it from a place of being very authentic, very genuine. We come into the meeting, we communicate our goal, and we also say, you know, you guys, I know I haven't been doing some things right. And here's what I'm going to be doing going forward. So maybe we haven't had one-on-one meetings with team members, or we've dropped the ball on follow-through, which is a big one in many organizations. And we say, you know, I know I haven't been the best at follow through and I walk through the hallways and I'm making commitments and promises. And I want to let you know that now I'm going to put a process in place so that those things are really acknowledged and followed through on. And I want to let you know that I am making this change happen because we have a big, powerful vision here at ABC Company to accomplish. And that vision is this. You go into your vision and then you say, here's why this vision is so important to me. And then you share the story in a way that you really connect with your why. And when you do that, you're going to see your whole team connecting with your why. And they're going to be hanging on your words going, tell me more. I want to be a part of that. I, 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 I 100% agree. I, 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 I can see the meeting actually taking place in my mind. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I can see the employees having just a, a big sigh of relief because now we're finally talking about it and hopefully we're going to, you know, actually move forward to, to a better future. Yeah. I, I imagine it's powerful. Yeah. I imagine that you do get pushback because you're probably meeting with, with, with the owners, the CEO who has always wanted to project, uh, not necessarily infallibility, but something like that. And so now all of a sudden I'm making this change and I'm, I'm admitting that I've made mistakes and that's not necessarily easy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not easy, but if you look at 
the people people love. People love rags to riches stories. People love transformation, especially in this day and age. If you look at a lot of the reality shows, they love when people are like one way and then they become another way. You know, so I always say that we want to um, motivate like Poppins and transform like Scrooge. Because when you think about the character Scrooge, it's like he was so hated and then he makes a change and people see the change and it's visible. Who do they start loving in the movie? Now we're loving Scrooge because he made this huge change happen. So people love to make that transformation happen in their own minds where they start to really like the bad guy. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. I mean, I, mean, nice. I don't know if you're, are you a fan of Cobra Kai? Uh, yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we could talk about Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, you know, based on the, the 1980s karate kid, who was the character now? Was it, was it Billy, the, the bad guy? Johnny. Johnny, thank you. <laughs> so it was Johnny. And, you know, at first we were all hating Johnny, right? He was mean, he was tough, but then he started making this transformation happen. And he started becoming more vulnerable, more transparent. His emotions started coming out more. He was falling in love. And then by the, the end of the season, we're all like in love with Johnny. We're like, oh, now, you know, Ralph and, you know, Johnny, they, uh, I know I'm not saying the character names right here, but now they're together. Oops. And I did that was like a spoiler, right? No, no, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything more, but, but you see the transformation happen and then you take the other character's side. Because you see them going through that. You see them growing. You see them transforming. It's like, whoa, wait a second. I really like this guy now. I love it. I think that that is a, a, perfect, a perfect example of... It's good. And, 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 <laughs> Even though I butchered names, but no, I not love at movies all. and I love using analogies with movies. <laughs> yeah, well, it certainly helps us. So I love it. Well, Julie, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh my goodness. Um, there's so many difference, difference making tips, but I really believe that you are in charge of the success that, that you create in your life, whether you're managing people or just trying to create your own business or whatever it is that you're doing. So I always say that if you, and one of the most powerful things that I read early on was by Norman Vincent Peale, who was the author of The Power of Positive Thinking. And it was something that changed my life. It was something that I put on handouts whenever I speak. And it's that if you could change your thoughts, you can change your world. And I really encourage you to think about that because it only takes about six seconds for us to transform our mindsets with our thoughts. So if we're dwelling on thoughts, if you interject a new thought into your mind and you dwell on that for six seconds or 10 seconds, you start to feel in alignment with that thought. So the difference-making tip is to remember that your thoughts are so incredibly powerful. And if you could start the process by changing and shifting your thoughts, you're going to start the process of changing and enhancing and growing your life. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Julie, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Oh, it's been such a pleasure to be here. People can find out more about me if you go to Julie Bartkus. Dot com, J-U-L-I-E-B-A-R-T, as in Tom, K-U-S, dot com. And you can actually get a free session with me there on the site. Love it. 
If you enjoyed this much as I did, show Julie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to juliebartkiss.com. Take advantage of that free session. Thanks again, Julie. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.